0: Singularity by Bill DeSmet. Copyright 2004 by William H. DeSmet. All rights reserved. Chapter 28 Flight Plans. Mariana stood the little jet on its tail, clawing her way up into the darkening sky. Ground, she gasped when she could breathe again. That rocket's still coming? Right up your ass," the voice said. "Sorry, twenty-five alpha, it's gaining on you. Looks like you've got maybe thirty seconds till." Air traffic control didn't finish. He didn't have to. Mariana's eyes darted frantically around the unfamiliar cockpit. Crom usually equipped its custom ordered aircraft with. There, thank God. Releasing countermeasures, she said, and hit the red button. Radar blinding chaff sifted out from a compartment in the jet's underbelly, followed by a hot spot a thermite incendiary that would burn bright enough to divert a heat-seeker, keep it from following the Lear's thousand-degree exhaust straight up a tailpipe. That was the theory, anyway. But she couldn't see if it was working. The fuselage blocked her view of the rocket vectoring in directly behind them. "'Ground?' she said, no longer even trying to keep her voice from shaking. "'25 Alpha here. Want to give me a heads-up?' "'Roger, 25 Alpha. Still got you on visual.' The whole tower must be watching this show, waiting to see the Lear smear out like a Roman candle against the evening sky. Rocket's still coming. I can see the exhaust plume. It's closing. Closing. Almost on you. It's... Oh! The actinic glare of the igniting thermite seared ATC's eyes as he watched the drama unfold through high-power binoculars. Holy shit! 25 Alpha, what the hell did you do? It missed! The rocket missed! You... You've got a detonation immediately to your rear. Tell me about it, ground. Mariana fought the bucking control wheel as the concussion threatened to upend the little craft, rode the Lear like a surfer on the crest of the ninth wave. Climb! Climb! Suddenly, it was as if someone had hit the off switch. They were out of the maelstrom, rising through quiet air. Nice flying, 25 Alpha. The voice of ATC crackled in her headphones. Uh, you could raise your landing gear any time now. Roger that ground, she mumbled, embarrassed. She'd had a lot on her mind. Still did. 25 Alpha, you are instructed to land Westchester soonest. Stand by for routing. That was standard procedure in an incident like this. Get the implicated aircraft back on the ground and start the FAA investigation. She had no time for this. Fortunately, she knew the magic words. Negative. Setting transponder to 7743, she punched in the code. That got ATC's attention. Lear 4325 Alpha, confirm. 7743? You heard right. There were only a vanishingly few situations where a pilot could preempt ground control in assigning the last four digits of the transponder code. Preempt ground control, period. One was a hijacking in progress. This was another. 7743 was Crom's FAA-authorized priority override. As such, it allowed her to commandeer the airspace between here and wherever she wanted to go. So, where did she want to go? 25 Alpha, provide routing, please. GPS direct DIA. Might as well head toward Dulles, at least till she came up with a better idea. Mariana switched on the PA and blew into the mic. Captain has turned off the seatbelt sign, John. Want to come forward? We need to talk. Ship's bells chimed half past midnight. Arkady Grishin sat in his headquarters suite, watching the big-screen version of the JFK mopping up operation now in progress. Millions spent on high-tech surveillance, even a tap into the spy satellite network, and he had to tune into CNN to find out what was happening. According to Wolf Blitzer, things weren't going well for the Mafia. That was acceptable. Killed or captured, the mercenaries could betray nothing worth knowing, nothing that might tie the International Arrivals operation back to GEI. Crom would know, but then Crom already knew. No, that was not the problem. The problem was what he was hearing in Merkulov's droning color commentary. He swiveled his chair just enough to fix the security chief with a glare. So, Vadim Vasilievich, in non technical language, you are saying you cannot confirm a kill. Merkulov seemed to shrink in his chair, as if he could will himself small and unobtrusive enough to escape the director's notice an effort doomed from the outset by his 122-kilo bulk.
1: "'Not at this time, comrade director. "'We have reports of a mid-air explosion, "'but we have also intercepted subsequent cockpit-to-tower communications "'indicative of survival.'
0: "'You have, in other words, failed.' "'That roused Merkulov from his slouch.
1: "'Comrade director, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not,' This was, from the outset, an action with very little prospect of success. Four hours to plan, to secure the resources, to brief the team, move them into position. Four hours! An all but impossible task. Only the dedication of our security cadres brought us as near as we came to achieving our goal.
0: His outburst over, Merkulov sat back, deflating slowly. He- may well be as you have said, Vadim Vasilievich, Grecian conceded. In any case, it is of no matter now. Far more important is what we do next. We must assume the targets are still in the air and headed for home. I trust our own forces
1: are moving into place there? Yes, comrade director, Merkulov bobbed his head. Fully half of them are already deployed just outside the Dulles perimeter, covering all approaches. Good.
0: Gratian smiled grimly. Let us see if our friends can dodge a missile on landing as handily as they did on takeoff. Rest assured, Arkady Grigorievich, they cannot, but. But what?
1: It is our second contingent, Comrade Director, the ones taking out the Krom Headquarters facility itself. They are reporting something strange.
0: With the Learjet still climbing toward its 30,000-foot cruising altitude, it was uphill all the way to the flight deck for Knox, on legs still shaking with reaction. Worth it to see her smile, though. For a while there, he thought he never would, ever again. Hi, John. Sit down and don't touch anything unless I say so, okay? "Uh Uh-huh. He'd barely belted into the co-pilot's seat when an alarm went off. Christ, what now? Cabin pressure, she said, pulling out her oxygen mask from the compartment above her head and motioning him to do the same. We didn't get away as clean as I thought. The fuselage must have gotten hold in the firefight. She broke them out of the climb and leveled off at 20,000 feet. Knox put on the co-pilot's headset in time to hear, Lear 4325 Alpha, this is New York Center. Are you experiencing difficulties? Are we experiencing difficulties? There's a wild bear shit in the woods. But Mariana was already responding in that laid-back, no-sweat voice they taught you the first week of flight school. New York Center, 25 Alpha here. Under control now. Request direct DIA. Altitude 20,000. 25 Alpha. Confirm altitude 20,000 feet. Roger that, Center. We have a pressurization malfunction here. After a moment, the voice came back. Roger, 25 Alpha. Cleared, present position, direct DIA. Maintain 20,000. She turned to Knox. In a voice muffled by the mask, she said, Without cabin pressure, this is as high as we go. The masks aren't rated above 20K feet. Is that going to be an issue? The added drag will slow us down some, not a whole lot. We can still make pretty good time, maybe 500 miles per hour. Question is, where are we going? Well, the original plan was to fly back to D.C. In this very plane, in fact. I guess we could still do that, but are you sure you're okay flying this thing? I mean, I heard what you said before about not being trained on jets. Wouldn't we be better off circling around and landing at JFK? We could both go back to being just passengers, preferably on a train. "'Not an option. It's a war zone down there right now. Towers reporting unknown numbers of perps still on the loose, burning hunks of Airbus all over the apron, pitched battles in international arrivals. Security's called a lockdown. ATC's diverting all inbound flights to Newark and LaGuardia. No way they're going to assign us a runway any time soon.' "'Well, what about Newark or LaGuardia?' She shook her head. "'Even if we got down okay, We couldn't be sure whose people would show up first. Ours or theirs. So it's straight through to Dulles? That's our current heading. But there's a problem there too, John. We can't count on Crom extending much of a protective envelope tonight. There's only a skeleton crew on duty, and if Grecian's arranging another reception for us... She trailed off. Skeleton crew? Where is everybody? After a long pause, she said, They're out of area, on assignment. Knox waited, but it was plain she wasn't going to say any more. So, landing at Dulles could be hazardous to our health. I could always try setting her down on Route 50. Hardly any traffic this time of night. We could taxi right up to the front door. He shot her a sharp look. She was kidding, right? Maybe we're looking at this destination thing all wrong, he said after a moment. The real question is why Grecian's trying to kill us in the first place. She shrugged. Keep us from telling what we know. And here's my problem with that. It's been a good 24 hours since we left Rusalka. Who'd believe we hadn't found a way to report in before now? Grecian's no fool. If he's not trying to silence us, what then? Revenge? I don't think so. Old Arkady Grigoryevich didn't strike me as the type. Swat you like a fly if you got in his way, but nothing personal in it. Anyway, no vendetta could justify the cost of the operation they mounted back there, or the hell it's going to raise. No, I don't think Grecian's out to get us because of anything we've done. Knox shifted to look out the side window. Though the last rays of sunset still burnished the Learjet's wings— The suburban New Jersey landscape sliding by beneath them had already fallen deep within the earth's shadow. House lights and street lamps were coming on, but he wasn't watching them. He was watching an answer take shape. If not because of anything they'd done, then perhaps because of something they still might do. He turned back to her. The only way that industrial strength reception makes sense is if Grecian thinks we're still in the position to stop him but we don't even know what he's up to. Somehow the key must be in us making it back to Crom headquarters. That's what Grecian's trying to prevent, anyway. So what's there? What's Chantilly got that we don't? She shrugged again. Very little that we can't access from out here in the field, one way or another. Really good comm security, of course. The best. Oh, and a world-class Russian area research library— in case you had it in mind to finish your doctoral dissertation. A research library? To do what? Follow up on that stray thought he'd had back on the transatlantic flight? Well, if world-class research was the key, they didn't need Crom for it. On the contrary. Can we make it as far as North Carolina? Out to the west of the state, I mean? Toward the Blue Ridge? Mariana glanced at the fuel gauge and nodded. And can I send an email from here? Encrypted. There's a built-in console back in the main cabin, she motioned with one shoulder. Just be sure and put on one of the passenger oxygen masks. Why? What have you got, John? Don't take this the wrong way, but how's Crom's consulting budget holding up? Based on performance to date... I'd say you've pretty much got carte blanche. Why? We're going to need it. Mariana, I think it's time you met Mycroft. You've been listening to Singularity by Bill DeSmet.